brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the morning blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you. It is March 1st, 7 a.m. Brenda, Pat, and Eric with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in as we turn the calendar to a new month. Good morning, Pat. You spent your leap day nursing a cold. I did indeed. And uh, in like a lion, isn't that the expression for March? It has come roaring in today. Website went down. Satellite (laughs) dish went down. Car accident in front of me on the way to work this morning. Oh, man. But my cold is going away. I'm excited. Excited to be here. It's first Friday, March 1st, and St. Patrick's Day month, St. Joseph month. I love March. It's one of my favorite months of the year. That's a good reminder, Pat. You're talking about that as bad as things can be. God always is trying to counter things for us in our lives to remind us that, okay, there's some difficulties. You're going to go through it, but look what I got for you. Your reward (laughs) for getting through all of that. You get to have no meat today. So, and then after the show, Eric and I get to go up to the top of Sylvan Hill and scoop the snow out of the satellite dish. So, so snow up there today. Yeah, now, believe it or not, there's snow all up, uh, over. We're, we're about 200 feet difference down here on uh, kind of parallel with Highway 26, yes. but headed up to where the satellite dish is about 200 feet difference. And that makes all world a difference when yeah. it comes to snow. The good deacon was flying in from a trip. He was in D.C. for the week. He came home last night and he said coming in to PDX last night, Lots of snow higher up. Like as he was coming through, they came out of the clouds, down through a lot of snow, and then it hit rain as they landed. So it was a little treacherous. I'm glad to have him back on the road. And uh, yeah, so get our satellite working again because it's Friday and it's Lent. So uh, we got to be on the air. Yeah, absolutely we do. (laughs) Indeed. And first Saturday tomorrow. So, you know, it's going to be a busy weekend. That's and, right. and then, uh, of course, the third Sunday of Lent, uh, Lent is right, this weekend, too. We are moving too. along. So Lots February is done, and now we move into March and Lent. So I have our Would You Wather question for a <laughs> Lenten Friday, okay? Okay. All right. All right. So here you go. For today, this Lenten Friday, would you rather have fish and chips or a cheese enchilada? Ooh, ooh. Fish yeah. and chips, and and of, of course, a meager portion of it. But, you know, you can have a little bit of a slaw along with that fish and chips and maybe some malt vinegar. The enchilada can come with some, uh, yeah, beans and rice if uh, that is your and preference. And mole sauce. Well, it has to have that. Well, that's the enchilada. Red enchiladas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, then I'm going with the fish and chips. Oh, you don't like red enchilada sauce? I, I mean, I do, but I, you, you know, I'm I was raised on Tex-Mex, and it's a whole different animal. It's okay. a whole different animal than what you get at a Mexican restaurant here. For some reason, it's it, it is a vast difference. So, okay. if we're talking Tex-Mex enchiladas, I'm going with that enchilada. But if we're talking like, you know, going to the Mexican restaurant here, nothing wrong with it. It's just not what not I was preference. raised on. Um, okay, but I I would go with the fish and chips because I I. I have this thing about malt vinegar. I just love it. I do too. I, I mean, I could like drink it. Oh, yeah. I'm not that crazy yeah. about it, but I if I'm having fish and chips, I'm oh, having malt vinegar I have with to it. Have it, yeah. So are you a, a salt and vinegar chips guy? Like, is that I do? I for, yeah. really enjoy a good salt and vinegar chip. Yeah, yeah I, me I, too. I don't eat a lot of chips because uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, <laughs> 
I was a big boy once who ate a lot of chips and drank a lot of soda, but not not anymore. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a toss up for me. I, I I really could go either That's way. That's a tough one. But yeah, I, I try is. to do my best. But uh, we'll say if my grandma was making the enchiladas, yeah, I'm going with the enchiladas. But you know, there's some great fish and chips. I actually look up places around here. Where's How best fish and chips? How about a Dungeness crab enchilada? Oh. Oh, now there's see, a winner. that does feel a little <laughs> indulgent for yeah, Friday of Lent, but it does. it does meet within the parameters. I saw last Friday some people eating those, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's not penitential at all. <laughs> Shrimp enchiladas, like, big fan of those. Yeah. Those are ah, uh-huh. so delicious. All right, and and Eric, then what was yeah, your choice, fish a... and chips or a, a cheese enchilada? Man, it's a toss-up for me. I've had really good on both ends, but I've also had, like, some eh, like wimpy versions of both as well. I think I'd probably have to go uh, team fish and chips. It's just, it's heartier, yep. you know, it's okay. like you get the, you get all those carbs and everything and just like, mm, there's a little more substance to it. But I do love a good cheese enchilada when it's not Lent and I can pair it with like a enchilada Suiza mm-hmm. with the, Ooh. with the chicken and all that. And so I get like one and another, right? But he knows. There you go. He knows. Yeah. There yeah. you go. But guess what's on the menu for me? What's on the menu for you? <laughs> Lentil soup. <laughs> Lentil soup tonight. All yes, right. Yes, indeed. Oh, well, you know, the good Deacon and I, uh, this afternoon, we are going to be heading north for our Lenten retreat. So oh, I'm going to be. Yep, that's going to be up at the Palisades. Uh, if mm. you ever have an opportunity to retreat there, it's beautiful, right on Dash Point. It's near Federal Way. Okay. So we will be heading up that way. We always miss dinner, though, because we get a late start. And so we'll be stopping at uh, Anthony's uh, in uh, Olympia. That's going to be always our stopover. And there's a radio station right next door on I'm the water there. you got to check that out. I'm going to yeah. send you a picture yeah. of it when I it's see it It's really today. cool. So yeah. that's going to fish will be on my menu again for this Lenten Friday. So, But you know what's on the menu right now? What's that? Two hours of the morning blend. Let's get the show started. What do you got coming up? Hey, Pope Francis has a autobiography coming out. Really? Yeah. Ooh. We'll tell you all about the release date for that. It's going to coincide with one of the holidays we've already talked about. And I'm excited about that. It's it's like in his own words. So it should, should be really a, a very interesting book that'll be released. Got details on that. And speaking of reading, Father, or, or well, he's not quite Father yet. He's a deacon, but he's on his way to becoming a Father, Brother Anselm joins us from the hilltop at Mount Angel to talk about reading. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. We'll start with Dante Schmidt's Alive in Me. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, kicking off the month of March with Dante Smiths and Alive in Me. It's 710, the morning blend with Brenda, Pat, and Eric. Glad to have you here with us as we get ready for the weekend. And maybe you'll spend the weekend reading. How can you go deeper into those words? Brother Anselm joins us from Mount Angel Abbey next after we check your weekend weather at Matraday Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Matre Day Radio, we constantly strive to be an inspiring source of faith and hope. Sharing the light of Christ restores us individually and also provides a powerful catalyst to revive the heart of our community. Join Matre Day Radio in this crucial mission of leading souls to Jesus and bringing a spirit of renewal into the culture. Mark your calendar for April 8th through 12th to renew your hope during Matre Day Radio's 2024 Spring Shareathon. It's going to be a week of transformation, and you can be a major part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund for the event. Your support now will have a deep impact on our success in April by providing strong encouragement for our Shareathon listeners to match your prayerful generosity. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and renew your hope during our 2024 Spring Shareathon at Matraday Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 here at Matra Day Radio. High of 45, low of 35 today with rain possibly mixed with snow this morning. Should be just rain after 1 p.m. Breezy winds today, gusts up to 24 miles an hour. Tonight, the rain's going to be mixed with snow again. No accumulation expected. More of the same this weekend and into Monday morning, winter storm warning is still in effect 
in both of the mountain ranges. Right now it's 35, a little uh, snow flurry here and there at Holy Trinity Catholic Church and School in Beaverton. And it is also 35 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. From the hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey, Benedictine brother Anselm Flores joins us to talk about reading. Brother Anselm, great to have you back. Tell me, how does reading play a role in your monastic life? Reading, if you look at the rule of Benedict, Benedict assumes that his monks can read, and if they can't read, he allots time for monks to learn how to read and to uh, memorize, actually, big chunks of Scripture. And in the tradition, uh, the, mon- the monks have developed a practice that we call Lectio Divina. And at Mount Angel, we're calling this deep reading. And traditionally, there are four steps uh, to deep reading or to Lectio Divina. And the four steps are Lectio, or reading. The second step is Meditatio, or meditation. The third step is Oratio, or prayer. And the fourth step is contemplatio, or contemplation. Um, And all of these are intertwined, but the purpose of all of these steps of reading, meditation, prayer, and contemplation is to sort of root the monk in a disposition to listen to God's Word and to hear his voice not only in the texts that he's reading, but in his daily life with his brothers and with the guests he encounters. That's why reading is so important, because It's a lesson in how to listen to God in ways that we don't expect Him to show up. One of the ways we see that reading is so central to life on the hilltop is the library. What a magnificent structure, but what a great resource. Can you tell me a little bit about how you utilize that facility and how it plays a role in your spiritual development? That's a good question because, so I'm a student, so I use the library a lot. But actually, just as a monk, the library is one of my favorite spaces uh, because it's a space that I think has the most room for silence. Mm. Uh, And to me, that's so important in my own life to be able to find a space where I can sit and study and just listen, try to listen to the Word of God in what I'm reading, but just in my own reflection of my life. So that's why it's one of my uh, favorite buildings. That's why I think it's so important. But another thing, too, is just when I'm in there, usually there are other people there, too. And I love it when I can sit in quiet with several other people, like five or seven people, and just be with them in silence, not needing to talk, and doing quiet work. And there's an energy that builds up in the library because you're with people, not talking to each other, but you're aware that every single person is reading, praying, studying, doing that type of work. We're visiting with Brother Anselm Flores on the hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey. We're discussing the importance of reading, and I'm glad you mentioned silence. What's a good way for us to get in a position where we can block those distractions out? It's not so much the noise around us, But a lot of it also has to do with the noise in our hearts. Uh, Sometimes it can be difficult to read because we're thinking about too many things. And I think before reading, it's a good practice to just sit in quiet for a minute or two and just ask the Holy Spirit to still the heart. 
and then begin reading. Mm. And then at the end of our reading, to give thanks for that time of reading, and just to say a prayer again to the Holy Spirit for, for being with us during that time. It's interesting how over the past few years, reading seems to have changed quite a bit because of the influence of digital media. Even in the monastic life, is it having an effect for you too? Uh, yes, actually. And, you know, part of that is just because of how the world works now. Um, nowadays, we work through email instead of letters, of course. We work through text, messages, um, sending, uh, sending emails, and, and just reading on a digital screen. Uh, so it does affect our life. And part of that is we have to use computers, and we have access to the Internet, which was unheard of before in monastic uh, circles. But now we have to learn how to use this technology responsibly. And that's been, I think, a challenge and a point of growth for monks, and I think just for everyone in general, how to use digital media responsibly. There's something about the tactile experience for me, though, of holding that book, of holding the page and turning it, that the digital media just can't reproduce. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And, you know, there's a certain architecture to real books. By that, I mean our mind doesn't just read the words but it also remembers where on the page that word was. If you're reading a book and you have a thought or you want to go back to a book you've been reading, you think, oh, I remember that. It's, it's in the beginning of the book somewhere, and it's on the top bottom of the right-hand page. Sure. And that's something we lose through digital media. Brother Ansem Flores is our guest. Coming up on March 18th, there is going to be a presentation with the Mount Angel Institute. Dr. Marianne Wolf coming in, and she's a director at the UCLA Graduate School of Education and Information Studies. Tell us a little bit about what Dr. Wolf is going to be presenting. I think this is a very important lecture. The title of her talk is Reading in a Digital Culture, The Beauty and the Challenges to Empathy, critical analysis, and contemplation. And, you know, this is related to what we've been talking about. The way we read and the fact that we read affects our empathy, our way of relating to others, our, our way of loving others. It affects how we think about problems in our own lives. It affects critical analysis, and it affects our own spiritual life, mm. how we think and view God. So the talk is mainly going to be focused on how reading affects those parts of our lives, empathy, critical thinking, and contemplation or prayer. Again, that's going to be coming up in the afternoon, 3.30, March 18th, which is a Monday up at Mount Angel in the library auditorium. And if people want to be a part of that, do they need to register ahead of time? How is the logistics going to work on this? No registration is needed. All you have to do is show up and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Anselm, it is always a delight to speak with you. I always learn so much whenever we get together. I'm wondering if you could close us with your blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the gifts that you have granted us today. The gift of our own life, our faith our family, and friends. Send down your spirit, especially in this season of Lent, 
to prepare our hearts more readily to receive you at the glory of the Easter season. Help us to think of that because we offer you all our hearts and all our minds for your greater glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He is Brother Anselm Flores from Mount Angel Abbey. And again, the presentation by Dr. Marion Wolf is coming up on March 18th at 3.30 in the afternoon. More information at mountangelabbey.org. And you'll find that link along with the podcast of this interview at matradayradio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. It is 7.23 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, another place you'll find information about that event, it's the community calendar. I tell you what, there's about two and a half, maybe three pages of events that are happening beginning today, and it's going to take you all the way through the weekend. Deborah does such an amazing job finding these amazing events, ways to grow in the faith this Lenten season. So you're going to find that community calendar under the Get Involved menu at MaterDayRadio.com. Fish fries. Fish fries Fish are fries. happening. Thank goodness Ooh. for our Knights of Columbus members who are serving those up. Also, remember that community calendar can be accessed on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent, local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at AllSourceCommunications.com. That's AllSourceCommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications. Connecting Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Would you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jumpstart to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 725 at Mater Day Radio, first day of March, first Friday, and Pope Francis has an autobiography coming out this month. We'll tell you all about the details on this exciting new book just ahead in news. And the bishops of the Americas get together in an annual meeting that's been going on every year for more than 80 years. It's an incredible uh, gathering of people, and they've got some uh, comments that they sent to the Vatican about their meeting. I'll have that story for you coming up in news here's beautiful lenten music for you now it's ave maristella by marian grace and we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio leading souls to jesus through the blessed virgin mary hey bright star of ocean 
God's own mother blessed Ever since Virgin Gate of heavenly rest Taking that sweet Ave Which from Gabriel came Peace confirmed Within us Changing Ava's
And that is Marion Grace with beautiful Latin music for the season, Ave Maristella. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Oregon lawmakers took another step yesterday to roll back part of Measure 110, passing the bill reintroducing criminal penalties for possession of small amounts of illicit drugs out of the Oregon House. House Bill 4002 passed by a vote of 51 to 7, and it now awaits a vote in the Oregon Senate. The bill will penalize possession as an entirely new misdemeanor with penalties of up to 180 days in jail. Counties have been asked to commit offering deflection and diversion programs, and 23 of the 36 Oregon counties have signed letters of commitment to do that. Opponents of the bill said it was a return to a failed policy of criminalization and ignored the penalties of Oregon's already overcrowded criminal justice system. Continuing a tradition that goes back to 1959, the bishops of the Episcopal Conferences of the North and South Americas met in Tampa, Florida for collegial reflection dedicated to prayer, fraternity, listening, and dialogue. Taking part in the gathering were bishops from the leadership of the Latin American Episcopal Council, the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops, and the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. At the conclusion of their meeting, the bishops sent a letter to Pope Francis to share their experience. In a joint statement issued after their meeting, the bishops of the Americas stated, we talked about our mutual concerns and approaches to pastoral ministry and moral issues, including euthanasia, migration, ecological threats to our common home, and the synod. Pope Francis' autobiography is due to be published on March 19th. Life, My Story Through History is a work of more than 300 pages in paperback, and it promises to tell the story in the pontiff's own words of his extraordinary journey from his childhood in Buenos Aires to the Vatican. The book's release has been prepared like a Hollywood production by New York publishing giant HarperCollins. Translated into six languages in addition to the original Italian, this never-before-published account of the life of the first South American pope will be available on March 19th in English, then March 20th in all the other languages. The book is going to be released, if that date sounds familiar, Feast of St. Joseph. Okay. You know the Holy Father has a very special devotion to St. Joseph. So I'm looking forward to that. should be an extraordinary tale. Yeah, I'll I hope see. that translation is really good. Yeah. That's a really difficult task, translating into another language. I'll see if I can get uh, an interview with the author. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Boeing must produce within 90 days a plan to fix serious quality and safety issues, the Federal Aviation Administration said. The agency said FAA Administrator Mike Whitaker and Boeing CEO Dave Collum held a day-long meeting this week where Whitaker made the demand. The meeting came the day after a year-long FAA commission probe found a disconnect between Boeing executives and employees on safety and said employees feared reassignment or stalled career growth for reporting safety issues. The FAA said the Boeing plan must address weaknesses in implementing the company's safety management system, as well as integrating the system program with another quality control program. And Pat, we got a big problem in the city here in Portland. Our Unipiper 
Our local oh, legend this. is yeah. working with Meta to reclaim his Facebook account from an online hacker. Over the past month, Portland's beloved unicycling bagpipe player, Brian Kidd, has lost all control over his Facebook account. <sighs> and he said some weird things have been posting. He said the account retrieval process, though, with Meta has been really difficult. But he said that's not going to stop him from posting his regular content as soon as he can. So I want to tell you about Brian. Okay. What a great guy. What yeah? a fantastic guy. He took the time out to handwrite a letter to my mom. My mother's a big fan of the Unipiper what? in Texas. <laughs> and she has a Unipiper sticker on her car, a Unipiper t-shirt, a, a picture uh, of the Unipiper in her office that I've gotten for her. And I you know, was telling Brian, I said, you got a big fan in Waco, Texas. And he, he hand wrote a letter to my mom. Oh. What a, just a wonderful fella. So I hope he gets this squared away with the folks that matter. All right. Come on, Facebook. Get this under control. <laughs> this is getting really serious now. We need our bagpiper. We do indeed. And, you know, when I think March, Brenda, I think March Madness. Of course. Yeah. Get your brackets out. Well, the OSAA Boys Basketball State Championships are going hot and heavy. The Catholic schools in action last night in the 3A ranks. De La Salle North Catholic fell to Cascade Christian 78-60. to they're going to take on Dayton tonight in North Bend. And also last night in the 3A ranks, Valley Catholic beat Dayton 62-55. to And this afternoon, Valley Catholic will take on Cascade Christian. In the 2A ranks, Regis fell to Manor House Academy of Portland, narrowly losing 46-45 last night. And they will face Willamina at 10:45 this morning in Pendleton. In the 6A ranks tonight, we've got Mountainside taking on number one Central Catholic. Jesuit will take on South Medford tonight. And in the 4A ranks, Marist Catholic will face Phoenix this evening. So a lot of basketball action going on. A lot on. of miles on the roads for these teams. They are making their way across the state. We often make the sign of the cross, maybe kind of casually, just as a nice gesture for beginning and ending prayers. But when we learn to take this act seriously, signing ourselves frequently with faith and reverence, remarkable results can take place. We find ourselves doing measurably better in our Christian life, praying with more passion, resisting our bad inclinations more effectively, and relating to others more kindly. In a piece for Simply Catholic, Bert Gezi tells us why this gesture is such a powerful prayer. We'll be talking about these throughout the show today. He says, first, the sign of the cross is a mini creed. It is a profession of faith in God as he reveals himself. It serves as an abbreviation form of the Apostles' Creed, touching our forehead, breasts, and shoulders, and in some cultures, our lips as well. We declare our belief in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And secondly, it is a renewal of baptism. First century Christians began making the sign of the cross as a reminder and renewal of what happened to them when they were baptized. And it still works the same way for us. When we sign ourselves, we declare that in baptism, we died sacramentally with Christ on the cross and rose to a new life with him. We are asking the Lord to renew us in those baptismal graces. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it gets even better. The sign of the cross, a very powerful sacramental. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Well, this Saturday at St. Henry Parish, they are having a used book and media sale. If you can think of the type of book, CD, DVD, they're probably selling it. Proceeds from the sale will benefit the Parish Library and the Knights of Columbus chapter and their associated charities at the Parish. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online, materdayradio.com. You can find the whole community calendar there. You can also find it on the free Hail Mary Media app. I bet if they got media, they probably have some Johann Sebastian Bach. Ah, and, Bach. Ah, Bach, yes. We will have <laughs> mm. Johann Sebastian Bach with Terry Ross. Terry Ross, the host of our show, uh, The Glory of the Mass, heard over the weekends. And this weekend, we are focusing on some of the Mass arrangements with Bach. We'll hear from Terry after we check your weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpointpointe.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 742 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 45, low of 35 today with rain possibly mixed with snow. The National Weather Service is describing this weather system as unstable. There's an upper, upper level of cold air and that's causing all that snow and we're supposed to get this weird mixture all through the weekend and even Monday morning. No snow here at the station yet. Breezy winds today, gusts of up to 24 miles an hour. Currently, it is a chilly 35 degrees at St. John Fisher Catholic Church here in Portland. And it's 36 at St. Mary's in downtown Eugene. 
One of the challenges of this Lent that our Archbishop Alexander Sample has put forward to us is to put down social media platforms and pick up sacred readings. And perhaps this week, maybe you want to pick up some sacred music influences. Joining me this morning, it is our good friend Terry Ross. He is host of The Glory of the Mass, and every week he brings forward very beautiful sacred music applies to this week's liturgy. Good morning, Terry. Thanks for joining us today. Well, you're very welcome, Brenda. Well, we are fast moving through these months. Here we are on the first weekend of March and the third weekend of Lent. Tell our listeners what you have picked out, kind of special that you're going to be airing throughout the entire month of March. Well, the month of March, I've decided, will be uh, all, of the, all of the Mass Ordinaries and a lot of the other music for the programs will be either by German or Austrian composers. Uh, so we're starting off with Bach, and we eventually make our way to Mozart and others. So it should be very interesting. It is. And so for people listening, this would step away from the usual Renaissance period and bring people and introduce them to the Baroque period. That's very correct. Yes. Usually we've, we feature music from the 15th and the 16th centuries. Here we're featuring, featuring music from the 17th and 18th. Okay, very good. Now, you said today's featured uh, artist is Bach, and his dates of his existence, living on Earth, fit exactly within what you call the Baroque period. Yes, they don't fit in. The Baroque period fits into them. Um, Bach was born uh, in 1685, died in 1750, and almost all the great Baroque composers that we can think of, Albanoni, Vivaldi, and Handel and all the others, uh, were born and died roughly during that period. So it's a a 65-year period that we call the Baroque period. Okay. And the Renaissance period, though, that was a much longer span of time, It was longer. It it included, you can even go back as far as the 14th century and call it the Renaissance, uh, which means rebirth. and it, it certainly goes all the way up through Palestrina, who died at the end of the 16th century. Terry, so what is the main differences then that stands the Baroque period apart from the Renaissance music that people were so used to hearing in church? Well, there are several things, but the first is the, is the way the music is organized. During the Renaissance period, all the vo- vocal parts were arranged so that they would meld together in what we call uh, sacred polyphony uh, during the the period that follows the baroque period the music was more uh, based on the bass line uh, and then all the other parts sort of followed from the bass um, so it it looks different on the page uh, and it certainly sounds different also they started using instruments a lot during the baroque period in church um, which they had not done very much, uh, except in Italy during the Renaissance. Terry, now you had spoke of the composers during the Renaissance period. Oftentimes they were hired or contracted by these grand cathedrals to be their resident musician, and they would write these beautiful masses for the parish that they were working, the cathedral church they were working for. Was that the same thing during these years of Renaissance? Do you know, were these composers, like Bach, was he hired by a church to write sacred liturgical music, or was he more of a freelancer, so to speak? 
There are some freelancers, but basically all these guys worked for one outfit. Uh, Bach worked for a church uh, for 50 years, um, and he wrote all of his music, basically all of his music for that church. It's a little bit different by Telemann. He was more a, he, he more worked for a city than for a church. Oh, okay. Um, Vivaldi uh, wrote almost all of his music for the convent that he was music master of, and the same holds for some of the other Baroque composers. So things hadn't really changed. Uh, no one except Handel broke the broke the mold when he went to England as a Baroque composer because he, he put on his own shows, uh, especially his operas and oratorios. He hired the the hall, hired the singers and everything else, and kept all the receipts. So that starts to become what we, what we might call a, a self-employed professional musician. Terry Ross is joining us today because he has a new episode of Glory of the Mass set up with all German and Austrian composers for the entire month of March. And this week, specially picked out pieces for the third Sunday of Lent. As we typically do, Terry, we listen to a piece of music that you have picked out for this week's episode. And sticking with that composer, this is a piece by Bach. Tell us a little bit about this music. Well, the piece is called Lobet den Herrn, which means basically praise the Lord. Uh, Bach wrote six motets like this. Therefore, they can be played with an orchestra or they can be done a cappella. This one really can use an accompaniment by an organ. But we're going to hear a version sung by the Collegium Vocal Ghent. It has a special meaning for me because it's the first music I had to sing as basically a serious choir singer. I was auditioning to sing in the repertory chorus at the University of California, which included basically graduate students in music from the, from Cal and a few members of the community like me. Um, and I went there. I prepared the music that I was called for, which was this Lobet den Herrn. Um, and I sang, I prepared the baritone part, which or the bass part, because that was what I'd always been singing. And the guy who was conducting the rehearsal uh, a wonderful musician named Philip Brett now has now passed away. He said, you're not a bass, you're a tenor. I said, well, I didn't prepare the tenor part. He said, well, just sight read it. It's not, you'll, you'll do okay. So I did sight read it, not, not, as, not perfectly, but I did get through it all right. And I got into that choir. So this piece has special meaning for me uh, because it's one of the first pieces that I ever sang as a serious choir singer. All right, well, I am excited to hear this piece, Lobet den Herrn. Harry, that is such a complicated piece. Now, did you find that when you had to sight read it, was there a big difference between the bass or the baritone that you had prepared and the tenor parts that the choir director wanted you to sing? For the first couple measures, uh, they're the same because it's a it's a fugue. But after that, they start being different from each other, and then it was time to do some sight reading. Well, obviously, you managed well because you got that 
that part in the choir and the rest they say is history and you had a wonderful time there in that choir and through all the years of your experience and learning that's brought you here Mater Day Radio. So it was wonderful to sing for such a serious and and an excellent musician as Philip Brett who edited many editions of music and was famous all over the world. Wow. Obviously, what you have learned from him is immense, and you have shared just a little bit of that education, that music education, with us every week on The Glory of the Mass. Terry, it is always great to have you with us. Thank you so very much for joining us today. You're very welcome, Brenda. And you can find the full playlist of Glory of the Mass this week. It is episode 13. Two three five. You'll find it at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Seven fifty one at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A few little snowflakes coming down on the bridge this morning, so be careful on the roadways. Brenda, yes. you know what's coming up April 8th through 12th? I have an idea. Yeah, you better block that out on your calendar. Oh, I might be gone. I need your help. No, don't go anywhere. Oh, not. I'm going to be here. That is our spring share-a-thon. Renew your hope. And while I was out sick yesterday, was ordering some of the gifts for the share-a-thon. Oh. We had such a great response to the truffles that we offered oh, in the fall. We have got the spring flavors of the truffles. I'm talking about the Bridgestine Monastery out in Amity, and the uh, priest and the brothers out there make these incredible truffles. I'm talking lemon ice, what? lavender, okay, and then of course all the milk chocolate and the hazelnut and all those. All right. So we have got uh, definitely now, some delicious gifts coming I for would, Sherathon. I would never doubt the quality of truffles coming from the monastery. However, to be sure for all of our <laughs> listeners that they are getting the finest truffles, I will test them each and let you know to make sure that they are. are all of worthy quality before uh, that you know, is so we, generous we just do a sample to, of that to be able to and do remember that. too it's after lent so the sherathon will be after easter so if you have given up sweets for this penitential season well you're going to be able to eat those after sherathon very good point so i'll be heading out there to get them they have a wonderful monastery out there where they have the confectionery and our lady of consolation beautiful statue to our lady if you ever get a chance head on out to amity check that out a delicious trip but you don't have to make the trip to get the truffles we'll have them for you it's mater day radio spring sherathon april 8th through 12th and oh yeah we're building up the matching fund you can get all the details online at materdayradio.com and on the hail Mary Media app. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1111. 
503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. Do you ever have moments when you wonder if anyone's actually even listening to you? As mothers, we encounter these non-listening moments, which can be frustrating and even hurtful. Why is our children tune us out, and yet they are required by the fourth commandment to obey their parents? The reality is that our voice isn't gone, but that we are competing for our children's ears with the world. The voice of the world provides distractions that captivate our children's time and energy. Our Lord the Good Shepherd is a great image for us to learn how to deal with our children. We do not need to speak louder and more harshly to gain these little ears' attention, but rather we need to make our voice known, even when distractions are in our midst. Our children are like these little lambs wandering around and looking for real direction and purpose. They are lost without our voice of reason and love directing them to seek holiness. Oftentimes, I need to unplug all the devices in the home, including my own, so that we can share some time together. Now let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to turn to you, the Good Shepherd, for direction of our family. Amen. May we be the light in the world by using our gentle voice for the kingdom of God. Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And up ahead, we've got the latest on what's going on at the grotto. And good news, the upper gardens are going to open. And Pope Francis reminds us that envy and vainglory are very dangerous vices, and there are remedies to combat each of them. I'll tell you about those coming up in news right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Saint David, often referred to as David of Wales, is a saint whose life is still a bit shrouded in mystery. There are many stories about his great deeds, but not so many about his personal life. Even the exact date of his birth remains uncertain today, though his death is widely believed to have happened in the year 589. Saint David was, perhaps above all, a man of great patience and humility. In the first 10 years he spent with his teacher, Paulinus, he never once considered himself worthy enough to even look upon the man's face. When Paulinus' eyes began to fail, causing him great pain, he asked David to simply touch them, expecting that he would be healed. Sure enough, Paulinus was right, and his sight returned to him instantly. This was one of many miracles David performed, which included summoning a fountain of water from the earth 
eating poisoned bread and suffering no harm and even bringing back a child from the dead. Following his education, David went on to preach widely and he founded many monasteries, but not without opposition. An Irish chieftain and Druid opposed him multiple times, but all his attempts to stop David were utterly foiled. When he sent a mob of men to kill David, they suddenly became ill with fever and could barely lift their weapons. When he commanded a group of women to seduce David and those with him, the saint urged his followers not to run away, citing the many difficulties faced by the Israelites on their journey to the Promised Land. David basically said to his people, they struggled and emerged victorious after all those trials. Now it's our turn. Obviously, David did not shy away from difficulty. This may have been in part because he understood that hard work was an essential element of a healthy spiritual life. He believed that keeping oneself busy with challenging and purposeful work was the best way to avoid restlessness and apathy. He decreed that monks should labor every day for this purpose, doing a common man's work with their hands and providing for themselves and for others. Of course, it can be seriously difficult to maintain this kind of attitude in the modern day. We want to be focused and purposeful, but there are distractions everywhere we look. We want to be patient and long-suffering, but we live in a world where everything has been made faster and more convenient. Unlike the monks of St. David's time, most of us don't have fields to plow or crops to harvest, but we can still try to improve our outlook. When we're tired or frustrated, we can take a moment to give thanks for the work we have and continue to put forward our best effort. On his deathbed, David said to those gathered around him, be constant. The yoke which with single mind you have taken, bear to the end. Knowing how much his death would grieve them, his parting words urged them to continue their work in spite of how discouraged they might be. He knew that if they could carry on even without him, they would be a force for good in the world. And being a force for good, even in the smallest ways, is something we can all do if we put our minds to it. St. David of Wales, help us to be steadfast in our work and in our faith. Pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint. For more information on the Saints and great Lenten resources, including our Made for Heaven series, you can check all that out on the Hail Mary Media app. Details on how to download that and get it on your phone at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. At his weekly general audience, Pope Francis reminds us that envy and vainglory dangerous vices, but there are remedies to combat each. Due to the Pope's recent flu-like symptoms, the Holy Father opted for an official of the Vatican Secretariat of State, Father Ciampanelli, to read his remarks on his behalf, as he's done for the Holy Father on other occasions. Speaking first about envy, the Pope recalls the sin even as early as the story of Cain and Abel proved to be a destructive force fueled by resentment towards others that often leads to deadly hatred. The remedy to envy, the Pope suggested, lies in St. Peter's exhortation, love one another with brotherly affection, compete in esteeming one another Meanwhile, vainglory, he said, which is excessive and ostentatious pride, especially in one's achievements, is marked by an inflated self-esteem. To combat this vice, the Pope suggests following St. Paul's example of boasting of his weakness rather than achievements, which often is an effective way for overcoming vainglory. After an intruder vandalized several rooms and sacred objects in the monastery chapel at the Grotto, the national shrine of our sanctuary and sorrowful mother in northeast Portland, is set to reopen its upper gardens this weekend. 
Some areas will still not be accessible due to storm cleanup as that can continue into the spring. Crews have been working swiftly to clear debris from a January snowstorm that caused tens of thousands of dollars in damage. On top of that, Portland police arrested a 57-year-old man Wednesday after he allegedly broke into the monastery at the grotto, shattering multiple windows, toppling a tabernacle, and snapping crucifixes. The grotto is celebrating its centennial this year, and its monthly St. Peregrine Mass of Healing is set for tomorrow, first Saturday at noon. Ten organizations in Nicaragua, including universities, religious groups, and non-governmental agencies, were dissolved by the government on Tuesday. This latest move is part of an ongoing crackdown targeting independent entities in the country. The Ministry of the Interior, controlled by President Daniel Ortega's government, justified the action by citing what they called financial irregularities in the organization's paperwork, as reported by Vatican News. Now, the groups targeted, including a Catholic foundation, raising further concerns about ongoing tensions between the government and the church. The latest measures particularly impact the Catholic Church, already grappling with the effects of previous crackdowns. Reports show that at least 97 priests have been forced to leave Nicaragua since 2018. An additional 13 have passed away during the same period. This amounts to a total loss of 110 priests, representing approximately 20% of the clergy registered there. Portland General Electric has asked the Oregon Public Utility Commission to further increase rates by 7.4% next year. If approved, this will be the third year in a row that PGE has increased rates. Rates for 2024 went up by 17%. In 2023, rates for residential customers increased between 7 and 20%. The company said the increased rates are needed to install new local batteries, upgrade the legacy infrastructure, continue maintenance and modernization of other energy facilities, and to cover operating costs. The Oregon Public Utility Commission has 10 months to review this request. If approved, the rate changes would take effect on January 1st of 2025. Well, this story may help offset those costs, but probably not by enough. Northwest Natural is giving their customers in Oregon a credit on their bills in February and April to help reduce energy costs. These credits total more than $29 million. However, residential customers receive an average credit $19. That's estimated to be about a 14% decrease on their bills during the typical winter month. Meanwhile, small commercial customers saw an average credit of about $92. And in April, they say residential customers can expect another credit, but again, only about $7.50. All of this is pending approval by the Oregon Public Utility Commission. And in sports, on the girls' side of the OSAA state championships in basketball, Regis down in 2A, Stanfield last night, 46-39. to Regis is now going to face Barlow at 8.30 tomorrow over in Pendleton. Also tomorrow night, Marist will be at Legrand for a tip-off at 5 o'clock. And in the 6A ranks, well, it looks like Jesuit is going to keep rolling. They'll take on to Wallaton tomorrow for a 6.30 tip on the girls' side of the OSAA State Basketball Championships. It is March Madness, Brenda. It's maddening, Pat. <laughs> 
Throughout the show today, we've been talking about why we make the sign of the cross and how it is such a powerful sacramental. Of course, we first spoke in the half hour previous that it is a mini creed and that also a renewal of our baptismal promises. Thirdly, it is a mark of discipleship. At baptism, the Lord claimed us as his own by marking us with the sign of the cross. Now, when we sign ourselves, we are affirming our loyalty to him. By tracing the cross on our bodies, we are denying that we belong to ourselves and declaring that we belong to him. And fourthly, it's an acceptance of suffering. This is very difficult Mm. for some people. Jesus promised us. That suffering would be a normal part of a disciple's life. So when we mark our bodies with the sign of the cross, we are embracing whatever pain comes as a consequence of our faith in Christ. And making the sign is our taking up the cross and following him. At the same time, however, it comforts us with the realization that Jesus, who endured the crucifixion for us, now joins us in our suffering and supports us. How much depth is there to this? I, the, wow. And and there are still two more points we're going to talk about in the <laughs> next half hour. You're blowing my mind. I, just that, that simple movement. I remember telling the kids, head, tummy, shoulder, shoulder. That's what you're doing. Uh, now I've got a whole lot more I've got to teach them about the sign of the cross. Amazing. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, what's going on at our Parish of the Week visitation in Verbort? Their school is having its annual rummage sale. That starts today. In fact, that started 30 minutes ago, and it runs until 6 o'clock today, goes Saturday and Sunday as well. Clothes, shoes, books, linens, bedding, housewares, toys etc etc it is all for sale and at a bargain price for you and you're going to be supporting a great cause because you're going to be supporting the school at visitation we spoke with their principal the other day incredible things are happening there and in the rest of our parish community in the pacific northwest find all that on the community calendar modernayradio.com and the hail mary media app well you know who's busy this time of year the Knights at Columbus. Oh, they yes, have got they are. fish fries going on all over the place. And we're going to check in with Ken Anderson from the Oregon Knights at Columbus after we check that snowy weather forecast at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome, and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel, who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old, using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. Mater Dei Radio is excited to feature all the dynamic activities of our local Catholic communities with our Parish of the Week. This week we shine our spotlight on visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary Catholic Church and school in Verbords. We proudly salute Pastor Father Michael Vuki, the staff, students, and parishioners at Visitation. There's a lot more happening in Verbord than their famous sausage dinners. For almost 150 years, they've been dedicated to sharing the good news and love of Jesus Christ. Want to nominate your church as our next Parish of the Week? Send an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at materdayradio.com. Then listen Tuesday morning at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to announce our next Parish of the Week with a tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 811 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 45 and low of 35. It's snowing here at the Mater Day Radio studio in Sylvan Hill. There's going to be snow mixed with that rain all morning. Should stop around 1, but it's in the forecast for the rest of the weekend. Hopefully you can stay safe out there. And thankfully, no accumulation is supposed to happen on the valley floor, but might wreak havoc with our transmitters up on the hilltop. Currently, it is 36 degrees at Immaculate Heart of Mary Catholic Church in Kelso. Yeah, and Eric and I are going up to the satellite dish to right. dig out a little later today. 35 with traps. the snow coming, coming down at uh, St. Joseph the Worker in Portland. Well, during this Lenten season, your church's local Knights of Columbus Council might be serving up the best super fish fry dinners on Fridays. But this is just one small aspect of their long tradition of serving our communities. Since their founding, the Knights of Columbus has grown from several members in one council to now more than 15,900 councils and close to 2 million members worldwide. And here in Oregon, the state deputy, well, he is putting on a whole lot of miles on his car, making it to every corner of the state. And Oregon State Deputy Ken Anderson is joining me today because the Knights are entering into a very busy time. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for joining us again on The Morning Show. Good morning, Brenda. It is wonderful to be here. Thank you very much for having me this morning. I was not aware that March is a very important month for the Knights of Columbus because it's a celebratory month. It's Founders Month. Tell our listeners about it. Yes, yes, exactly. So the month of March is traditionally when we celebrate Founders Month and the Knights of Columbus. And so, therefore, this is one of our big opportunities to really put the invitation out to other men who have not yet made the step to journey into knighthood for their life. Um, And so we're reaching out to all the parishes and the councils out there, inviting, inviting them to really consider 
reaching out now more than ever to any other men to join the Knights of Columbus and enrich their lives, dedicate themselves to a life of virtue and serving God in a very noble, chivalrous manner. And so this is a really exciting time lots of energy. It's, it's pretty wonderful. And uh, as, as you mentioned, that uh, this is going to be a really busy month for me as state deputy, as I plan to really spend as many, as many days as I can this month going around visiting councils and talking with them, developing personal relationships with the officers and also all of the brother knights of each council and holding some regional meetings as well and offering some training as well. And and just doing everything that we possibly can to make as much of a, of a profound impact on Oregon and the world as we can. Ken, for you, when you think back of when you entered and joined and became a knight, um, Ken, when you became a knight of Columbus, what was it about the work that you saw the knights were doing that appealed to you that made you decide that this is the fraternal group that I want to be a part of? Yeah, well, definitely, um, you know, as I was graduating college and everything, I was looking for a good opportunity to join a group of men that were Catholic and dedicated to their faith. And um, when I had joined, the Knights of Columbus had not yet started to um, really promote a lot of the faith and spiritual activities that actually started coming after I had joined very recently. Um, but as I joined, I definitely had seen that potential of, um, of this group of men who are on the forefront of setting the example of Catholic gentlemanliness. And I was really, really excited as the Knights of Columbus order-wide started rolling out more programs and opportunities to promote more faith and spirituality, prayer, devotion to God, uh, devotion to the Eucharist. And I started getting really, really excited and I was 100% on board. And ever since, I've been looking forward to continuing to expand that in every possible way that I can and help enable other councils and groups to do the same. So in those years since you've joined and now you have continued your support of the Knights of Columbus, working all the way up to now being the Oregon State Deputy, one of the great things that Knights get to do is to come together. We get so focused on what's happening in our own community or council or parish. And when you get together as a whole uh, state, you kind of start to recognize the needs in different Things that other councils are doing across the state. Tell our listeners about the upcoming annual state convention. Yes. So every single year, the Oregon Knights of Columbus hold their annual state convention. This will be the 116th annual convention here wow. in Oregon for the Knights of Columbus. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And so it is going to be the first weekend of May, and we're going to be on the beautiful coast in Newport at the best Western Plus Agate Beach. And it is going to be a wonderful experience with a gorgeous view of the ocean. It's one of my personal favorite locations for a convention site in the Knights of Columbus. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And as you mentioned that, you know, any time that we have a state level gathering, whether it's our annual convention or our leadership training during the summer and winter meetings for our fraternal leaders. It's an opportunity to really meet 
with other men from around the state, collaborate with them, see what different people are doing in different councils, and you know what are some ideas that we can bounce off of each other and adapt and hold each other accountable. It's it's always such a joy to me to see so many of the other men from around the state and they're really my brothers and it's a really wonderful opportunity to connect with them and that's one of the most exciting things that that i that uh, these these conventions hold for me is just really being able to see so many brothers from around the state I I can't agree with you more when you recognize when you again get together you you get to see what is happening in other parts of the state how are they working together in helping the needs of their corner of Oregon and what maybe ways that you can learn from other people and recognize how wonderful the work of the Knights of Columbus is that it is working all across the state of Oregon I am talking today with Ken Anderson. He's with the Knights of Columbus and our Oregon State Deputy. Well, Ken, that is just some amazing things going on. Like you said, gathering together at a convention and to know what everybody else is doing is just such wonderful and blessed time that you guys all get to come together. Ken, I've enjoyed our conversation so much. And well, that's only a little bit of the beginning of the busyness that you have as councils across the state of Oregon. I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our conversation in the next half hour? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. 819 at Mockerday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Boy, those Knights Councils do so much. They've got a very active Knights Council at our Parish of the Week, which is Visitation Catholic Church in Verbort. They're actually under the St. Matthew Knights Council in Hillsboro, and a lot of the Knights Councils kind of work in tandem like that, but they're very, very busy there, and as Eric mentioned, the rummage sale going on out at Visitation today, and I'm sure the Knights are probably the ones stacking all the goodies out and helping people get them out to their car. But uh, we want to salute uh, Father Vuki and all of his staff and all the parishioners and all the knights at our Parish of the Week, Visitation Catholic Church in Verbort. And we want to make your parish our next Parish of the Week. We'll be announcing that winner Tuesday morning, 840 Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kinsey will be here with the next Parish of the Week. It could be you, but we got to hear from you. So drop us a note, info, I-N-F-O, com, and send that email to us. Tell us why we should name your church as our Parish of the Week. And who knows, Tuesday we could be calling out your name here at Matarday Radio. Support for Matarday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The devil's third temptation for Jesus in the wilderness is doubt. He leads Jesus to Jerusalem, the city where he will soon be rejected and crucified. 
There he made him stand on the edge of the temple roof and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from there. Then, flipping the script, he tries to trap Jesus with some scripture quoting of his own, and says, For it is written, He will command the angels to guard you. With their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. But Jesus, again quoting from Deuteronomy, knowing he's trying to make him doubt God's care, rebukes him by saying, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus is referring back to the times the Israelites were tempted in Exodus. Lent is like a mini-Exodus leading us to the victory of Easter. We must also keep God as our refuge and fortress, in whom we trust to see us to victory. This is Matt Maloney from KnowTheFaith.net. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended, and through the infinite merits of the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsborough is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsborough at gnzinsurance.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 825 at Mater Day Radio as we flip the calendar over and enter into March. And St. Joseph's Feast Day is coming up March 19th. It also is going to be a special day for Pope Francis. And we'll tell you why next in news. And whoever is messing around with a Facebook account of Portland's unicyclist. Unipiper. The Unipiper. Excuse me. The Unipiper. You better watch out. A couple Texans might come after you. You better believe it. Get it all straightened out. I'll have that story for you coming up right after this. It is Kara Klein and Waymaker. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Don't mess with the Unipiper. Thank you. 
And that is Carrot Klein and Waymaker. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. Oregon lawmakers took another step Thursday to roll back part of Measure 110, passing the bill reintroducing criminal penalties for possession of small amounts of illicit drugs out of the Oregon House. House Bill 4002 passed by a vote of 51 to 7, and it now awaits a vote in the Oregon Senate. The bill will penalize drug possession as an entirely new misdemeanor with penalties of up to 180 days in jail. Counties have been asked to commit to offering deflection and diversion programs. 23 of the 36 Oregon counties have signed letters of commitment to do that so far. Opponents of the bill said it was a return to a failed policy of criminalization and ignored the realities of the state's already overwhelmed criminal justice system. Continuing a tradition that goes back to 1959, the bishops of the Catholic Conferences of North and South America met in Tampa, Florida for collegial reflection dedicated to prayer, fraternity, listening, and dialogue. Taking part in the gathering were bishops from the leadership of the Latin American Council, the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops, and the USCCB. At the conclusion of their meeting, the bishop sent a letter to Pope Francis to share their experience. In a joint statement issued after the meeting, the bishops of the Americas stated, we talked about our mutual concerns and approaches to pastoral ministry and moral issues, including euthanasia, migration, ecological threats to our common home, and the synod. Pope Francis' autobiography is due to be published on March 19th. Life, My Story Through History is a work of 300 pages, and it promises to tell the story in the pontiff's own words of his extraordinary journey from his childhood in Buenos Aires to the Vatican. The book's release has been prepared like a Hollywood production by New York publishing giant HarperCollins. Translated into six languages, in addition to the original Italian, this never-before-published account of the life of the first South American pope will be available March 19th in English, then on March 20th in all other languages. And if you're wondering about the date of March 19th, that's, of course, the Feast of St. Joseph, who is very much beloved mm. by the Holy Father. We were just talking recently, in fact, Pat, about the sleeping St. Yes. Joseph statue and the dedication Pope Francis has to him. Right on his desk. Right on his desk, puts prayer intentions under that statue so St. Joseph can sleep on it for him. And Maybe. that's a pretty old practice, too. Like, that didn't just originate with Pope Francis. That actually goes back a really long time to larger statues of St. Francis, I've where people would traditionally do this. Got one myself. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Boeing must produce within 90 days a plan to fix serious quality and safety issues, the Federal Aviation Administration said on Wednesday. The agency said FAA Administrator Mike Whitaker and Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun held a day-long meeting on Tuesday where Whitaker made the demand. That meeting came the day after a year-long FAA commission probe found a disconnect between Boeing executives and employees on safety and said employees fear reassignment or even stalled career growth for reporting safety issues. The FAA said the Boeing plan must address weaknesses in implementing the company's safety management system, as well as integrating the SMS program with other quality programs. 
And whoever is messing with the Unipiper, they, mm. they better stop. A couple of Texans are going to get after you. The Portland Unipiper, a local legend, is working with Meta to reclaim his Facebook account from an online hacker. Over the past month, Portland's beloved unicycling bagpiper player, Brian Kidd, has had no control over mm. his Facebook page that has since been posting some strange videos. Kidd added the account retrieval process with Meta has been kind of difficult. However, he said it's not going to stop him from posting his regular content as soon as he can. Pat, you showed me an amazing picture of your mom. I told you. She's got herself a Unipiper t-shirt and a signed poster. Yes, a signed poster from Brian. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. So the Unipiper was very instrumental in me coming to Portland, believe I it or not. I find that amazing. Yeah. And Brian is a great guy. And I hope he gets this resolved or they're going to have to answer to my mama. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants to do that. No, believe me, you do not want that. <laughs> And in sports, it is the time of the madness of March and the OSAA Boys Basketball State Championship playoffs going on. Last night in action, uh, Valley Catholic got the win over Dayton, 62-55 out in North Bend. They will take on Cascade Christian this afternoon. Uh, Not so lucky for De La Salle North Catholic. They fell to Cascade Christian in the 3A playoffs, 78-60. They'll take on Dayton tonight. In 2A, Regis got narrowly squeaked out at the end 46-45 to Manor House Academy of Portland and they'll take on Willamina later this morning 10:45 the tip off set in Pendleton also for tomorrow we've got or tonight actually Mountainside is taking on Central Catholic the number 1 ranked Central Catholic Rams in the playoffs and Jesuit will face South Medford tonight in uh, playoff action and also on the 4A ranks don't want to leave out Maris Catholic they're taking on Phoenix 7 o'clock tip-off tonight. So lots of basketball action. Catholics, we often make the sign of the cross maybe a little too casual as a nice gesture for the beginning and ending of prayers. But when we learn to take this act seriously, signing ourselves frequently with faith and reverence, remarkable results can take place. I've been talking today Mm -hmm. about an article from Simply Catholic. Bert Gezi tells us why this gesture is such a powerful prayer. We have been amazed at what he has been able to bring forward about this simple sacramental gesture. It is a mini creed, he said. At the same time, we are also renewing our baptism, a mark of our discipleship and accepting of our suffering. Now, here's where it really, really gets powerful, too. The sign of the cross is a two edged move against the devil. Mm. When the devil watches Jesus die on the cross, he mistakenly believed that he had won a great victory. Instead, the Lord surprised him with an incredible defeat. From the first Easter morning through the present, the sign of the cross makes the devil cower and flee. And then lastly, it is a victory over the flesh. In the New Testament, the word flesh sums up all the evil inclination of our old nature that persists in us even after we die with Christians with Christ in baptism. Making the sign of the cross expresses our decision to crucify these desires of the flesh and to live by the Spirit. So just wonderful things to remember every time 
you make the sign of the cross. So were there, there were seven, six, seven different things Those that you mentioned six, throughout the morning? That's wow. six different things about that this morning. I'm, I'm never going to take that for granted again after never hearing Never again. Incredible. Nor will I do it just in as a, just a, oh, you know, Lord, help me today. You know, whatever, sign of the cross, let me pass this. No. It is going to be definitely done with a whole lot more serious now. Fantastic. Thanks. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Sunday at St. Stephen's Catholic Parish, open house information session for Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. Meet the faculty, current students and parents and tour the new school building. Potential families of current 7th and 8th graders, parents, supporters and everybody in between is welcome to attend. They would like to see everybody there. And we would love to see everybody visit our website, moderndayradio.com. Check out the entire community calendar, all sorts of great events going on in the community this weekend, next weekend, and so on. And you can find it on the free Hail Mary media app as well. How many different fish fries are on that calendar? Uh, there might be a few. Uh, there's a few dozen. Yep. Too many to visit it all in one Friday. And you can't have a fish fry without uh, someone from the Knights of Columbus overseeing it. And we are going to check in with Ken Anderson. He is head of the Oregon Knights of Columbus. And that's when the morning blend continues after we check this snowy weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Registrations for both CYO Track and Field and Camp Howard are now open. With Track and Field, youth can try new events, learn teamwork skills, improve their fitness, and reach new goals. We are also hiring Track and Field officials. Visit CYOCampHoward.org to learn more. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These include swimming, archery, basketball, arts and crafts, hiking, campfires, and having fun with fellow campers. We are also hiring summer camp staff. Be transformed where everyone in our community is valued and celebrated for the person they are. And join us this summer. Register your children or grandchildren now at CYOCampHoward.org. Thank you to all of our volunteers for your efforts to inspire our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. One of the many ways you can help Mater Day Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at materdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. 
You'll be learning about a great group of people. 841 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 45 and low of 35 today. Intermittent snow interrupting those rain showers, and we're hoping that'll go away. It's interfering with our broadcast operations here. Gusts of wind up to 24 miles an hour and more of this type of weather all through the weekend and into Monday morning. Thankfully, none of that snow should stick around on the valley floor, but might be a different story if you're up at elevation. Well, we just need to get our prayer warriors praying for Mater Day Radio that our signal stays strong, and it will. Well, I've got a strong young man right here who's going to go <laughs> dig out that satellite dish. <laughs> We're going to head up the hill in just a minute. <laughs> bring a shovel for sure with you. Currently, it is 38 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. And it's 37 at St. Aloysius Catholic Church in downtown Estacada. And I am back with Knights of Columbus, Oregon State Deputy Ken Anderson. He's joining me today to tell us about the many ways here in the state of Oregon. They continue the work that started so many years ago with Father McGivney and the Knights of Columbus. Councils across Oregon State have some very busy months up ahead and Ken is joining me today to tell us a little bit more about the work that is happening here in the state of Oregon through the Knights of Columbus and what some great ways they have coming up that invite other men to join them in their work. Ken, thanks so much for staying with me today. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Ken, you just mentioned at the beginning about this turn towards spirituality and a focus on gathering uh, as groups in prayer and really forming those fraternal bonds. Tell us about this program that you've started or that is beginning, CORE. Yes. So CORE is a really amazing initiative that we're promoting order-wide. It's uh currently being rolled out. It's, it's pretty, pretty new. Um, and it's an opportunity really for men's faith formation. And so it has three pillars, prayer, formation, and fraternity. And um, for prayer, we're talking, you know, it could be um, a holy hour, it could be a rosary, it could be a chaplet of the divine mercy, electio divina, uh, something that's really, really deep, intense prayer. Um, and so that's, that's one pillar. Uh, the other pillar is formation. So that's an opportunity to study on some sort of material that will help form us as Catholic men. The Knights of Columbus has lots and lots of resources for that. We have our Into the Breach book that we're promoting, written by Bishop Olmsted from Phoenix. Uh, we also made a video series on Into the Breach as well. And we also have a new video series called Mission of the Family. It's about marriage and family, and it will help form men to be good husbands and fathers, which is something that this world desperately needs. And then finally, the third pillar of CORE is fraternity. So um, it also gives men an opportunity to just spend time together um, talking about fraternal matters with one another and, and giving each other some some quality time with each other, doing fun activities. It could be sitting around the table talking and discussing. It could be axe throwing. There's endless, countless possibilities with with all of these uh, in our in our core initiative that we're 
rolling out. And this is this is really something that we're trying to promote with every council. I think that there's an opportunity for core in every single council. It might look different for each council. They might meet in a parish hall. They might meet at a restaurant. They might meet in somebody's home. Um, and, and core is really open to all men, not just knights. And so that's something else mm. that, uh, that is really wonderful about core is that it's, it's opening the door to developing relationships with other men as well, who have not yet made the decision to dedicate their life to chivalry and virtue by knighthood. Well, one of the ways that we can grow closer to our Lord is through holy hours that are happening at many parishes around the archdiocese and the knights are coming together for a very special one this Sunday. Tell us about what's happening at the cathedral on the third. Yes. So I'm, I'm very, very excited to share and announce that uh, this coming Sunday, we're going to be having a statewide holy hour. And so what this means is that on this Sunday, March 3rd, uh, at 2 p.m., our own Archbishop Sample is going to be leading a holy hour at the cathedral in downtown Portland. And almost at the same time, at 3 p.m., Bishop Carey will be leading a holy hour at St. Francis in Bend to unite both the Archdiocese of Portland and the Diocese of Baker in prayer. We also would like to encourage other councils and parishes that are perhaps not able to make the trip to uh, the cathedral or St. Francis in Bend, that they can consider holding their own holy hour in, in their parish as well at that same time. This is supposed to be uh, an effort to unify the whole state in prayer during this time on Sunday, March 3rd at around 2 or 3 p.m. Ken, that is just an incredible, it really shows the universality of our parish, that we can come together in different locations and all praise together our Lord. And it's going to be such a wonderful event on this Sunday. Can you talk about uh, increasing the number of men who are coming? And of course, there are always so many opportunities for men to do service with the Knights of Columbus along with their families. For somebody who is listening now, who is ready to go, yes, this is the group that I want to be a part of. How do they find out information about becoming a Knight of Columbus? Yes. So joining the Knights of Columbus is really easy. You can do it online. All you have to do is go to kfc.org slash join, and that will give you a page where you can fill out some of your basic information, uh, where you live, your phone number, email, what parish you attend, what city. Um, if you don't know the council number of uh, the council at the local parish, that's okay. Um, the Knights of Columbus will help you get connected with that appropriate council. And kfc.org will also have lots of other information about the programs that we offer, um, you know, the faith, family, community, respect for life. It has a page on CORE that will explain more about CORE. It even has all of these resources in Spanish as well. Oh, well, it's perfect. It is so easy to do. And for my own family, my husband is a Knight of Columbus. We've just been so involved in many things over the years. And I can attest to that it is such a great way for children to see their their fathers 
in service for the church and you lead by example. And I can't think of a better way to do that than through your local Knights of Columbus Council. Ken, wow, that was a lot of information in today's interview. You certainly are very busy, not only as the Oregon State Deputy, but well, as the councils come together in the next few months, you've got a lot going on. So I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for joining us. It is my pleasure to be here. 849 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And that's going to be very exciting, that holy hour with the Knights going on this Sunday. It's all about prayer and it's all about spending time with Christ. And I heard from a member of our prayer team this morning, and we want to be praying for you. She said, I'm ready to pray some more during Lent. Oh, like it. So send those prayer requests to us. All you have to do is go online, matradayradio.com, the Hail Mary Media app. Just look for the word pray. Click on that. You can drop your intention right there and let us pray for you. How many radio stations out there are praying for you? Well, you're listening to one right here. It's the uh, prayer hotline that you can be a part of and just send your request to us here at Matraday Radio and we'll get praying right away just for you. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days He spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi, this is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten day retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including 
True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mantra Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 854 at Mater Day Radio, last check of weather. Eric, get that shovel ready. Rain possibly mixed with snow showers, turning to all rain after 5. That snow level rising up to 1,400 feet later this afternoon. High rising up to 43, and the winds gusting at 24 miles an hour. Chance of rain at 90%. Right now, it is 37 here with a few snow flurries around in Rip City. And closing out this Friday show today, it is Matt Marr, alive and breathing. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What holds your heart? What stirs your soul? What matters come to mind?
Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Matt Marr and alive and breathing. It's 858. Thank you guys for making me feel good. I, I'm breathing easy now. You're feeling after, a little after better. After being out yesterday. But uh, yeah, I understand Eric uh, was having a leap cocktail y'all talked well, about yesterday. That's right. As you were nursing a cold yesterday, <laughs> Eric was nursing a martini, a leap day drink that How we were it? talking about. It was good. It was a little more on the heavier side. And well, ev- minus the little bit of lemon juice, everything like has an ABV. So it's, it's a little more on kind of the boozy side, a little sweetness to it. It's good. I'd recommend it. Yeah, once every four years, why not? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You, you won't be impaired to dig out the satellite dish because that's where we're going now. No, I've only had coffee this morning, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay, onward through the <laughs> snow, All Brenda. right, and we are ready to go here on the morning blend. That is going to wrap it up for us. We've got View from the Pew coming up oh, this yeah. evening. We're going to have a great show for you and just great programming all weekend long. We hope you have a very blessed day. God bless you. Have a good weekend.